the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our group of underwriters, companies like HD Base T. This is EdTech, episode 37, recorded Thursday, July 23rd, 2015. In-house versus integrated. This is EdTech, the education show put on to you by the fine folks of AV Nation. My name is Tom Albright. I am your host. With us this week is Mr. Mike Tomei from Tomei AV. He's a consultant for the AV <laughs> education industry. How are you, sir? Good. I'm doing really well. I uh, recovered from Infocom, so. That's, that is important. That is yeah. important. We're going to yeah. touch on that a bit. Uh, Mr. Greg Brown, uh, who is from UCLA in beautiful Los Angeles. How are you, brother? Hello, Tim. Hello, guys. Hello, world. Where where I resisted the urge to go out and take pictures the other day when rain came from the sky. Well, as opposed to where water came from the sky. We we were couldn't remember what it was called there for a while. Oh, jeez. Perpetually sunny, poor guy. Uh, also with us live from a from a symposium somewhere in the uh, the heart of Arkansas, Mr. Ernie Bailey from uh, UAMS. How are you, sir? I'm doing just great. Glad to be with you. All right. Uh, and last but not least, we have a newbie, so be nice to him, guys. Uh, his name is Bill O'Donnell. Uh, he's from William Patterson in beautiful New Jersey. How are you, brother? Hello, everybody. So I, I kind of, you know, joking. But Bill, Bill's bill been around for a long time. Uh, Bill helps us out at the AV Nation at, at the various shows. Bill was actually one of the four uh, brave souls who went to ISE this year uh, and uh, at in Amsterdam in February. And, and I, I needed to have an IV of espresso to make it through three days. Uh, going to four, I'm, I, I don't think I'm just gonna, I don't think we're going to sleep. We're not going to sleep. That's the thing is we'll, we'll sleep on the way there. We'll sleep on the way back. So it'll be fun now. <laughs> Bill, Bill introduced me to shawarma and to, uh, to uh, some interesting Pakistani curry. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's always fun times. As opposed to boring Pakistani curry? No, no, just just did the whole. So I went to Amsterdam to get Pakistani curry. I'll just let you chew on that <laughs> on that sentence right there. All right. Uh, so Infocom was interesting. Um, let's just put it that way. Inter Infocom was interesting from Aviation standpoint uh, because we had some some interesting technical issues. I guess interesting is my word for the day. Um, for AV Week, my mic wasn't on the entire time, and apparently for the EdTech we did in our beautiful booth that the guys put together for us, none of our mics were on for the entire time. <laughs> so uh, Ernie and Mike and I um, sat around, and probably it was probably the best episode we have yes. ever done in the, <laughs> in the history of this show. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no one will ever hear it. The exception of of uh, whoever was standing around at the time, Brad. Well, it's, it's the history of the show so far. So far, yes. <laughs> yes. So here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna get your take on it. Um, all, all, almost all of us were there, but Greg got to, to, uh, to uh, view it from afar, as it were, and just kind of get your take on it from an education standpoint, right? Um, Ernie, we'll start with you. You, t you, you had, you have an, you have a, uh, a unique perspective, at least from my standpoint. I didn't teach any classes this year, uh, but you taught a number of them. So both, both from an education, an educator's standpoint. As well as um, someone who you know walked the show floor with your team, what was your sense of Infocom this year? Uh, well, first from the educator side, I was I've taught classes off and on for the past uh, 15 years at Infocom, I believe it is, and uh, I've never had them had to bring chairs into a room before, and had to do that for two of my talks. So very cool. Uh, I don't know those people who've never heard of me, and that's why they came. Uh, but uh, it was, I, th I thought, very good. Had good questions. Uh, saw a lot of uh, tech managers there at at the show at the uh, on the education side, which was very encouraging to me to see more of our people uh, showing up and learning about what some of us old guys have been doing for many years. Uh, as far as on the show floor, I did see. Uh, some interesting things, you know, we are seeing more and more 
uh, networking and IT gear fitting into the AV. And we're also, I think, fortunately, finally seeing the AV world trying to be a part of the rest of the internet and network that we have on our campus and not, you know, just trying to make it work, but trying to do it in a way that's acceptable to the network engineers and the security people and uh, all the others that are that have been doing the IT side longer than we have. Uh, and that makes a whole lot of sense too because that's one thing that, that you know, educators have, have had an issue for a while especially getting the IT guys and the AV folks kind of on the same page. Right. Well, when we got back from Infocom, you know, I took uh, a few of my staff there. One was my lead engineer, and he came back with some better information. He sat down with our network engineers, and, you know, we've been asking for several years to have a uh, private VLAN running across campus just for the AV network. And we've gotten, no, 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 we don't even want to talk about it. Well, after the discussions he had with several of the manufacturers and how they're working and how they can work together, all of a sudden we have a private VLAN that was set up within three days of the request. Wow. So I, I was very impressed with that. Uh, and, you know, like I said, we've been talking about the integration of AV and IT for, what, 16, 17 years at Infocom now? And that's that's been the, the big word and how we're, becoming more and more one. Well, I think it's fine. We're finally getting to, the, to a more mature part. We're not, we're going to put all of our AV stuff on the net, on the network, but we're not going to follow the other protocols and you're going to, you know, we're going to have to make workarounds for everything to a point where uh, we are part of the IT infrastructure. But we, we still have our own identification and our own equipment and, you know, we're not, uh, you know, the network engineers aren't taking over our systems, but they're allowing us to ride on the network and be considered a major component as opposed to uh, just a hindering add-on. But you, but you guys are, are managing your devices, though, right? Right. We're managing our devices, but we're managing it in an acceptable manner to the rest of the campus IT infrastructure, which is, which is new. Well, and that's, that's absolutely huge. Um, Mr. Tomei, from your standpoint, what did you uh, what did you take away from the from the show? I thought it was great. I, I was it was a long week for me. I was there a full seven days. I did the um, wow one of the three day classes in the beginning. Yeah, did a three day class in the beginning, a uh, networking class, and then um, actually went to UB Tech, a different show on uh, that Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Um, it was just down the street, and um, we can talk a little more about that later, but. Um, that was an interesting show, and then uh, obviously the show floor and a couple a couple more classes during the week at Infocom. So I thought it was really worthwhile. Nothing really blew me away on the show floor. Um, I think the big announcement was uh, AMX Harmon buying SVSI. I think um, if anyone out there doesn't know what uh, SVSI does, uh, they should go to the website and check them out. They do uh, video and audio distribution over. Uh, network regular network switches, and uh, I think that was huge news. Um, AMX buying them, so I'll be really curious to see what uh, happens in the future with uh, uh, with that merger there. Um, I thought Crestron had some interesting announcements during the week. Um, Fusion Cloud, uh, I think, is going to be pretty popular. Um, I think that's long overdue. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that just didn't want to get a Fusion server up and running on their campus if they were pretty small and didn't have the infrastructure to do it, so that'll be pretty big for them. And uh, I guess they're going to be redesigning their AV framework, uh, .AV framework, um, which is their kind of pre-made programming, and uh, it looks pretty nice, the, the new redesign that's going to be coming out at some point, so I think that's pretty big. And um, But I found a lot of, of smaller items uh, out on the show floor that are going to be really helpful in my designs. Um, you know, these days, Everybody is still wanting wireless projection or wireless display uh, from tablets and laptops. Uh, so I was really keeping my eyes on uh, new devices out there. Wolf Vision uh, Synap is an interesting looking device. It, it's like the Swiss Army Knife box. It does recording and streaming and this and that, but it also does uh, 
wireless display through uh, Apple AirPlay and uh, Miracast for Android yeah. devices. So I think that's going to be pretty big. And We Present has a new um, uh, new device that now supports AirPlay uh, natively. So uh, I think that's going to be pretty big for them for wireless display. So I was really keeping my eyes open for that while I was on the show floor, but um, came back with a huge list of of items to um, to get some demo units on and read more about. So I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From a con- from a consultant standpoint, because that's what you do now, it, can you get demo units pretty readily, or is that something that you have to jump through a lot of hoops? Because as a, as a tech manager, you know, getting getting a, a demo unit was yeah pretty pretty relatively easy, especially if you had yep. a, a rep you know half halfway decent. Yeah. So the um, the reps are glad to send me stuff. Um, you know, they really want to <laughs> start shipping everything out to me, and uh, um, it, that was a big big uh, plus too at the show for me was uh, meeting reps from some companies that I don't have established relationships with yet. Um, I just might not have dealt with them in the past and didn't really have a, a rep. I always like to have a, somebody that I can call rather than having to call the general tech support number when I have a, a question. Um, so that was a big part of my week too is um, a lot of networking um, and uh, you know seeing not only my clients but um, trying to meet new reps and some new clients along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, Bill, you you not only got to walk around the show floor, you literally had to run around the show floor because Bill was one of our, our camera guys for AV Nation. Um, so the the videos that you watch on the website and on YouTube, Bill was a good half of them at least. I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna yeah, good to, large to diss any of the other camera people, but I'm gonna say he was at least half of them. So, yeah. um, what did you so see? He was a good half. He was. Uh, we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it depends on the day of the week. It depends on which 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 booth we're talking about. Um, sure. I'll, I'll so what did you see? Was... Yeah. Uh, well, there was a couple. There were a couple of things. Uh, one of which uh, we actually did spend a bit of. Uh, both you and I actually spent a bit of time at. But I was happy in which uh, they've taken a lot of the feedback, and that was Kramer with yeah. uh, their Via Connect Pro box. And the reason being is that uh, originally there were some there were some minor issues with uh, the Connect Pro and um, you know we talked it over with them. The big thing was the fact that they finally addressed a DHCP issue which at least for us and you know Ernie will probably agree with us is that um, the network admins when they originally heard I said oh yeah you just have to give a static IP address to this and they said well how many boxes are you looking at and I said oh about 70 and they went no 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 no. So the fact that Kramer actually took you know took this to heart and actually went and coded it and now it's updated um, the new firmware I think is 1.7. Um, we're probably going to start putting these in in a number of like the groups like we have a group study or little collaborative you know single display rooms and um, I, I really I like how it's able to play with um, both iOS and Android and um, you know regular laptops and everything and for us it's just you know here you know here's the IP address here's the room code you know here's the session code boom here you go and um, you know for us it's 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 saving us a lot of headaches in terms of conduit and and uh, and uh, core drills so yeah all right mr. Brown for the, for the person who, who got to watch from afar what did you get from it I mean, and uh, the reason I asked that is because last year uh, actually about this time we talked with with uh, our buddy uh, John Green from Advanced AV, uh, who purposely didn't go to Infocom 2014, uh, and got to watch it through social media, through the different publications. So taking that aspect and, and taking it from a, a standpoint of a of a tech manager, what did you what did you get from it? Um, the words "boring as hell" come to mind. Uh, oh. Actually, it was. Um... <laughs> So you missed the tech manager oh, council on, party. Like that, admit it. Um, it was it was another. I think what we euphemistically refer to as an incremental show. What's what's the phrase we've been bouncing around for a few for a few years now? Yeah. Uh, evolution, not revolution. Yeah. But I think we, <laughs> I think we get too caught up in the in the press releases and the marketing hype and you know listening to some of these other websites you know trying to spin everything as the latest and greatest instead of just being you know boring and down to earth like we are here um, <laughs> are you saying we down to earth 4k disco <laughs> ball is going to work <laughs> you no, realize, go ahead Greg, Greg and I have been around for a while we remember when we saw the first DLP projectors 
and the first LCD projectors. And... Greg remembers when he saw the first candle. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Required the three girls on the CRT. Well, that's, that's the the joke I always make is you know I, being you know part of UCLA now here, one of the the University of California system. I I went to UC Riverside, which is kind of the well, let's let's say the runt of the litter for for a, for using a nice expression. And the joke I always make is, yeah, I went to UC Riverside, but they've got electricity out there now. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was an interesting expression for William Patterson, as far as the New Jersey State Colleges are concerned. Uh, yeah, fortunately, we are not the Cal State system, um, even even UCR. But uh, it was another incremental show, and it was um, um, it, it, convergence has happened. Um, everybody, uh, the things everybody was coming out with was the, the, the new card or the new port or the, you know, now with Dante or everybody was adding some sort of features generally all, uh, that, that spoke to some sort of digital or IT aspect of their system. Uh, no great new revolutionary technologies that I saw, um, Although you know, listening to you guys, yeah, boy, you think static IPs and and uh, and VLANs are trouble. Just just wait till you go to your uh, IT guys and say you're going to start putting managed switches in your AV cabinets. Uh, <laughs> that'll get you some reactions. We started yeah. doing that about a year ago, and um, and and actually, to be fair, they've they've been really helpful and and useful for hmm. you know for IT people. When we agreed to buy the brand they wanted us to, they got a lot happier. And we buy the yeah. same. We buy the little brother of the switch they put in all the closets, and they can talk to it. They can, we let them manage the switch for right. us, and they're much happier. And they let us. They've now agreed to let us put them in the cabinets, as opposed to running fifteen network jacks on the wall right behind the rack. <laughs> yeah, you know, tech managers and, and and IT folks are. You know, that's that's one way I think we're we're cut from a lot of the same. Uh, you know, same stock. You know, we're, we're creatures of habit to a large extent. We we like to find something and stick with it because we get comfortable with it. But, um, and 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 one other point on the show, I think uh, I think Mike mentioned it. Yeah, SVSI getting getting bought up by AMX, I think, was the one big story. Um, really, not one I was happy to see because we've seen a lot of companies, you know, merge or get bought up in our industry, and unfortunately. Uh, that's been the death knell for a lot of good, innovative companies. And I, I never used any SVS gear, but I always kept an eye on them because I thought they were really slick and innovative and had some neat stuff. If you have, if you're not familiar with them, go on their website, learn yeah. about their stuff. Because my fear is, poof, it's all going to disappear. Well, and we're, we're going to see it as features come up in AMX gear, and that may or may not be ease, stuff that we can easily buy and use independently different companies you know do that in different ways but we'll we'll see well Greg um, I'll say this um, I mean you know when companies tend to buy up other uh, integrate other sorry manufacturers um, you know our, our biggest uh, one that seems to buy buy something and then inevitably uh, screw the pooch is say you know Cisco I mean uh, you know to this day I'm still I've still have yet to forgive them for Tamberg but, the flip cam. Um, the flip cam. Yeah, they bought it and just buried the thing. Whereas yeah. um, AMX, when they've bought companies, I remember when they bought uh, they bought Inspired Signage. I believe I remember when they bought. Oh, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, when they bought Auto Patch, they didn't really mess with Auto Patch that much. So much as they, you know, you remove the Auto Patch uh, uh, label on there and they threw on the AMX label. And the only thing that they did do that I was sad about was they went and took Auto Patch's life, lifetime warranty and gave it a three-year warranty. But they didn't really mess with it too much. And then after that, they started folding the the Auto Patch stuff into their into their own lines. But for the most part, AMX hasn't. It, it seems like they haven't messed with it, their stuff that much. Well, you can't you can't buy a standalone switcher really anymore from them. Oh no. No, it's all they're they're all uh, all in one AMX system, and they, you know, if if anybody this this is really what they needed, because I I mean, no, not as a diss to them, but that that sort of, you know, stuff over IP was where they were kind of lagging behind a bunch of other companies, and I think this is a a good move for them, but, 
you know, I, I'm, I, I doubt that we're going to see, you know, the, the little standalone boxes that we can buy and use in other projects. I, I don't, I am not optimistic that we'll be able to buy those in a couple of years. Unless they use it for, say, developing a, um, as part of like an AVB standard, I totally agree with you on that. That's we're probably, we're going to definitely see the disappearance of you know. Oh, here's the two transmit and receivers. No, you have to get it with part of our Innova system or or DGX. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing with that, I mean, in, in Bill mentions AVB and TSN. Um, I, I've been kind of cautiously watching AMX right since Harman bought them. And just to, for clarification, AMX bought SVSI, Harman didn't, so SVSI is, is is under AMX. Because AMX, AMX's transport had been traditionally um, HD-based T. Harman, as a company, uh, is has been heavily involved with the Avenue Alliance. And so that's been kind of interesting to watch, you know, whether or not uh, AMX was going to, to develop something that was that was more uh, that topology and, and that uh, standard. Uh, this this purchase is interesting, right? And and I'll at least I'll, I'll take Sean Robinson at, at his word and, and what he said to us when uh, the day that the Wednesday that they announced it said that as of right now it's not going to you know we're not going to keep anyone from purchasing it, right? Uh, if, if you're an AMX dealer, you have access to SVSI stuff. Um, and it's not like they're going to prevent, um, you know, Crestron control systems from, from controlling them. So, now, to you guys' point about Autopatch, yeah, they did eventually start kind of wrapping them in and, and um, you know, making it, them more AMX. I, I, would say, I would say this, Tim, in that it wouldn't surprise me if you saw it as where, you know how Extron has both their HD base T and their DTP or XTP uh, transmit yeah. outputs. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, if AMX went and said, oh, here's your video, uh, say a uh, video uh, over IP port, and then also here's an HD-based T port, it would, it would essentially be, you know, pick okay. your flavor in the switch. Okay. It wouldn't, that, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Is AMX, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to answer my own question here because I thought of the answer. I was, I was going to say, is AMX, though, a big enough company to pull that multiple standard thing off? I mean, we see Crestron do it because... Uh, They've got the pockets to do it. We say Extron do it because they have to do everything that Crestron does. And <laughs> AMX is. I, I was going to ask you, know, can AMX do that? But of course, now they have they have uh, you know Daddy's deep pockets from from AMX Harman's. probably isn't, but Harman most certainly is. Yeah. So so maybe we will yeah. there. Uh, all right. Um, it, Mike mentioned this before uh, the, the the other show that he went to that week, which was uh, which was Edge Edu Cause. Um, uh, UB Tech. UB Tech. I'm sorry. Educom yep. is the too many too many shows. Uh, <laughs> he went to Edu, um, to to UB Tech. I actually went there myself uh, and, and saw a couple folks. Uh, Extron had uh, kind of their little road show going on uh, during during uh, a couple days before Infocom. Uh, this comes to us from our friends over at AV Network. Uh, the the registration for Educom is open. Uh, Educom, if you're interested, is in Atlanta, September 30th through August. October 1st, uh, but I wanted to bring this up to kind of start talking to you guys about this, and, and I know we've talked about EduCause and the CCUMC and, and, and multiple other shows, um, but Mike, we'll, we're going to start with you on this one. Besides Infocom, and I, I would, to, for me personally, Infocom is probably the most important show that I go to on a yearly basis. Is What else do we need to, as tech managers, what else should tech managers be looking out for and trying to get in their travel budgets, uh, besides Infocom. Yeah, well, so I'm I'm a fan of Infocom, but I also am the first person to say that I think it's too big. It's uh, I can never get through all the booths I want to get through. Uh, some of the booths are just a zoo the whole week. You know, I walk by some of them and just say to myself, nope, not even going to try to get in there and get it, get a tour of this booth right now. And um, so I, I like the smaller shows. Um, UB Tech was one of those smaller shows. You you walk on the show floor there, and um, there aren't that many people in each booth, so you can really you, you can talk to a rep for a good half an hour about something that you're really interested in, and get a lot of great info rather than over at the Infocom show where they're all exhausted and they give you about four minutes and then they have to move on to the next massive group that came in. So, uh, so I do like the regional shows. I don't know if it can fit into a lot of people's budgets, though. You know, 
you, you kind of, if you're going to pick and choose one, you kind of have to choose Infocom because that's where everybody is, and uh, you want a biggest bang for your buck, I guess. Um, but the the smaller shows like UB Tech uh, or Educom um, have some big names that exhibit there and have some nice looking uh, uh, classes or seminars too. Uh, so I think they're really worthwhile. UB Tech was a good show. There was a lot of overlap with um, IT departments there, kind of like the um, Campus Technology Show that's happening, I think, next week in Boston. Uh, that's another big one, too. There's a lot of overlap with IT, so a lot of the seminars, you know, don't really necessarily pertain to AV people. Um, so that's kind of a downside with those smaller shows. Uh, they try to just cover everybody. Um, but uh, but I really did enjoy UB Tech. I thought it was a, a really good show, and I want to go back next year. Okay. Yeah, it'll be uh, – typically UB Tech tries to – Kind of coordinate with wherever Infocom is, so it's it will be back in in Vegas next year. Uh, yep. Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown, where uh, what are the shows should we be uh, should tech managers should be looking at? That's a good question. I mean, we're we're really spoiled out here in the in the SoCal area. I am constantly going to, you know, little day shows or uh, you know regional rep shows. This year, two of the biggest. Um, uh, local reps, uh, Enright and a new CT are doing a combined show. Uh, they're going to do a combined two two days show. One is without going into gory detail. One following the the format that one company did, and the other one following the format the other one did. But basically, uh, two day show, two different days, two different locations here in the Greer SoCal area. And you know, so between the two of them, they're going to have probably you know, 50, 60 vendors, something like that, which is a pretty wow. good good size show. And um, there was one by, um, um, not Stampede, uh, Almo was, was here uh, a few months ago that, you know, they managed a pretty good size show also uh, because they rep so many different companies complete with, um, you know, a, a full day, I say a full day full of classes. It's like, you know, a choice of three classes in like two time periods before lunch and the choice of three classes in a time period or two after so you know like a dozen classes or something to show to choose from uh and then all the the you know probably 40 or 50 vendors so there's a lot of stuff like that going on all the time and you know if you don't have contacts with your your local regional reps and stuff like that um you know that's something to look into there's there's a lot of stuff going on in 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 a lot of areas not not you know, obviously in the middle of nowhere, but, you know, th that's always a good avenue, too. Well, spe speaking of in the middle of nowhere, Ernie, um, <laughs> yeah. you, you and I... <laughs> I... I didn't want to call him out on it. You, you, no, I'm just saying, he, he and I both. I mean, because here's the thing, you you, you boys are, are on the coast, right? Um, Ernie and yeah. I are, are dead set in the heart of, of, yeah. of flyover country, right? I mean, Ernie's that's in Little right. Rock. I mean, hey, we've talked about this before, you know, uh, those shows are in Southern California, and they're in New England. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, uh, you know, the southeast corner of the country. Uh, but, yeah, they we don't see a lot of them here. We do uh, about every 18 months, uh, a couple of the rep firms will set up a show here in our area, and we always get invited. You know, all the dealers are there to see what's out, but they also invite uh, us tech managers from education uh, to see what they've got. Uh, and I always find those informative. I also like the small groups uh, like we see that meet uh, at the same time and close to the same location, Simplecom. Educause has done it several times, uh, and I've gone to that. And sometimes you even see the same vendors, but you see the ones that are marketing to the tech managers at Educause. So you can go see the, the full product line and uh, the big overview at Infocom. Then you walk, well, at Infocom, it's usually just down the hall in the same convention center uh, to a smaller room, a ballroom more, and you can talk to the people about how you want to use it in education. And uh, there'll be people there that can answer your questions and can go over to another booth that may be someone that's not exhibiting at Infocom, someone that's just in the education market, and tell you how their products can work together. And I like that. 
And on top of that, we're have, holding a symposium, a teaching with technology symposium here on our campus. We do it uh, every year about this time. We've done it for nine years now. Oh, wow. And uh, I've actually got several vendors exhibiting here that we saw at Infocom, and they're showing to uh, we have K through 12 as well as higher ed uh, people attending our symposium. Uh, there's not a lot of vendors. We've got like five or six this year. We've, we've had up to 20 at the time. And, you know, you get uh, some very good quality time with the, with the exhibitors, uh, with the different manufacturers or the reps. Oh, very cool. Uh, Bill, from, from your standpoint, I mean, again, you're up in the upper northeast in the, in the New York, New Jersey area. There probably it's, isn't a, a, a weekend that goes by that you don't have something going on. So. I, I'm, I'm going to be in Greg's boat in the same regard of I, I get spoiled because I'm close to the uh, New York. I'm right within the New York metro area. But um, so, for example, for us, we usually have like, you know, the regional reps. Uh, for us, one of the nice ones we have is uh, Sapphire usually has their uh, road show yep. and everything. Um, in addition, Almo comes by and everything, and they usually bring a pretty good uh, assortment. Um, the only other one that, uh, in terms of conventions that, you know, a, a lot of folks seem to congregate at is uh, CCUMC, which, you know, might add shameless plug, I'll be presenting at. So, uh, there's that. Very good. So, so when is it? Uh, October 14th, I believe, through the 18th. Yes. Very good. Um, yeah, I think I'm presenting like day two. But anyway, um, so it's it's one. Of, it is, hey, it, it, you're right though. It is. We do get spoiled being in the uh, in the uh, on the East Coast in the you know between the New York and uh, uh, Boston areas and everything. Um, yeah, pretty much like I said, it well, it is say it boils down to uh, the only other one that I know I've attended in the past, and that was usually down in D.C. was actually this, this uh, other offshoot one, which was uh, GovCom, which was actually for DoD, but. Um, in our case, it was because I was at a uh, Air Force uh, schoolhouse, so it kind of there were some things that crossed over. All right, very good. Uh, all right, from uh, our friends over at Technology Tell, it's a well, it's it, it, it's at, it's a DIY type article, but it, it got me to thinking about my work case when I was in education. Uh, the title of the article is "Is Why Attempt Home Automation Yourself When You Can Have a Pro Do It." Uh, quick background, right? And it, they're talking about you know. DIY folks in, in, in home automation and home control. Uh, my background in, in technology, in, in, as a technology manager, is I was at a community college, right? And it, God love you, know, you boys. I mean, friggin' Mike was at Harvard for crying out loud. So <laughs> you know, it's it's not like he was hurting for for money, right? <laughs> um, you know, my my budget when I left there, I think probably you know uh, UCLA spends on lamps every year. So my entire budget was less than about $30,000, okay? And we, that was for everything, right? We had 180 rooms. That was to maintain the rooms. and that thing. So we did a lot of things ourselves. I mean, we, I, I learned Crestron programming. I learned Extron uh, configurating. I learned how to design. I learned how to, I mean, everything ourselves. He soldered HDMI cables himself. I would solder HDMI cables. Those hurt, too, because those little itty-bitty 19-pin, you know. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that was that was our experience because again we we tried to do everything ourselves. Uh, Bill, from you guys' standpoint, I mean, is is there value? First of all, is there value in in, in doing as an education house as a, as a higher ed place? Is there value in doing it yourself? Is there value in well, you guys doing the install? Oh, see, now you're talking to the ones who in which. Uh, we have been doing it in-house ourselves, with the exception of when it comes to, say, a large-scale project. So right now we have a new, a totally new academic building going up for um, our nursing and public health department, and that's about 48 mediated rooms. That you know, our IT folks looked at this and said, "You can do that, right?" I said, "No." Well, when when are you looking? What time frame are you looking at? Oh, like three months. I went, "No, there's only four of us." No, so um, but. There are times, though, where we look and we say, all right, what is it that, you know, the folks really need? Because we have been kind of given a, 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 a runaround by an integrator that shall remain nameless. But um, eventually we looked and said, sure. well, you know, but we, we looked at it and, um, you know, one of my coworkers, Damon, you know, much like you, Tim, learned how to do the programming, uh, learned how to do Crestron programming. 
And so we, you know, we order the, the desks from Marshall ourselves. We install the stuff ourselves. And, you know, it's just a matter of timing it out during, you know, either Christmas, like, you know, winter break or um, spring break and things like that. And we go, all right, well, we're going to get at least, you know, four, we'll upgrade four rooms ourselves. And it only cost us probably, on average, like they were charging us 35 to 35 per room, and we're doing it for, you know, 12. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, we also have a good rapport with our electricians and our, carpenter, our carpentry shops. So it's one of those things where, you know, here, you know, we just need to bring the outlet below the ceiling, and you have to put in the power for the electric screen. And, you know, we, I, I try to just make sure we work with the registrar and block out the rooms and give the guys enough time, and everyone's, you know, everyone's pretty copacetic. Yeah. So. All right, Ernie, I, I know some of you guys, and, and some of I, I actually know a couple of you, your, your programmers. So uh, not only do you have the, the special Uber secret, you know, uh, test lab that you guys have got, but you, you, you've done some other stuff. China? No, it's it's awesome. It's pretty cool. It's it, it's a very cool. Um, it's a classroom that where Ernie brings in brand new technology and he, he kind of tests it out for a semester to see whether or not it's yeah. it's worth you know uh, deploying throughout the campus. But but so so from you guys' standpoint, what's the value in doing it yourself versus um, having an integrator come in and, well, and you know, just kind of give you a turnkey? Yeah, if we could do it in house, we prefer to do it. I mean. Uh, you know, I do not have an extensive budget, and I can, you know, for our classrooms and what we've kind of drawn the limit on here for us right now is a double classroom. You know, classroom can be divided in, into two pieces uh, and does video conferencing. In that or anything smaller, we're doing in-house automatically now. Uh, we can program it. I've got a programmer or two programmers. I've got uh, one guy who was a lead installer for an integrator that I hired. Uh, and then I've got several guys who have different levels of technology installation who can work with us. And like I said, we're now working very well with our network engineering people. So we're able to bring uh, everything in in-house. And, you know, these rooms that we're doing, uh, I mean, I'm spending about $110,000 to $115,000 on hardware. I would probably be spending about forty to fifty thousand dollars a year, or per room on labor. So that is pretty much, uh, you know, or it's almost one FTE for a year, yeah. is what uh, the labor would cost me. So that that's I use that to justify hiring the people that I need to do this. Uh, you know, if I, you know, we we're doing five rooms over the summer. Uh, with this small team. Uh, not all of them are full overhauls. Uh, three of them are. So, you know, we're looking at at least $100,000 in labor that we're saving the campus, which is one of the rooms. You know, if I had to pay the labor, I would have done one, uh, one less room. So it's very good. When we do do large projects, and Tim, you were involved in the last large project, we did three large lecture halls in a very short amount of time. My team might have been able to do one of them, but they wouldn't have been able to do anything else at the time. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we kind of weigh it. You know, uh, do we have do we have the personnel? Can we do it in time, and can we get finished? Uh, two of the rooms that we've done over this summer are both being used by the symposium this this week. Uh, one of the rooms was finished two weeks ago. One of them was finished yesterday. The symposium wow. started this morning. Good. Uh, <laughs> so, no pressure. No. <laughs> Uh, no, no pressure. Is we are putting a technician. Is it working yet? Yes, it is working now. Here's what we do. You know, for this symposium, I'm actually putting a technician in each one of the rooms. Just the way the rest of the schedule fell, I've got my techs available to do that. And I said, we're going to take, you know, two days off of installs anyway. Yeah. Everyone needs a break. You know, you're, you're starting to fight among yourselves. We're going to take two days off. But I took the lead installer and put him in the room that was finished yesterday. Because he knows which cables were terminated when. <laughs> uh, and if there's a problem in the room, he can probably fix it <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard him screaming. I'm right next door to him right now. Uh, he's doing a conference <laughs> right now. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we weigh it, you know, whether we do it in-house or uh, we hire it out. When we do hire it out, we write the scope. 
and we specify that we own the code when it's all through, and yep. we give the hooks uh, to bring it into Fusion, so it's going to talk like all of our other stuff does with Fusion, so we get good reporting, and easy to control, and uh, my programmer works with the programmer that does it. Uh, I mean, Tim programmed these three rooms I just did, and you know he worked with my pro our lead programmer. Uh, on exactly what we wanted to do. And when they were on site, they were sitting side by side. Uh, so we understood why they were doing things. And I think my programmer got some tips out of it that have helped in our other stuff. So. Lloyd, Ernie, was, was it Tim who did the programming or Tim's company? Because, I mean, that's, that's a very, very big <laughs> level. Most of it Tim's company. So. Both. Yeah. Uh, Tim did some of the programming. He was actually on site for part of it. Some, he, yes. His company did the programming, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So good, good, talented guys. So, uh, all right, uh, Mr. Mr. Brown, from you guys' standpoint, you guys do a number of your own uh, your own installs. So, we so much why do everything we do? Yeah, yeah. So why? Well, why? Uh, let's see. Better, faster, oh, cheaper, geez, come more reliable. alphabetical or numerical. Neither need I go on. I mean, it's um, for for as 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 big and as many companies as there are here in, in in SoCal. It's amazing how much trouble everybody has finding a finding a reliable integrator. It just amazes me. I mean, we we do two types of rooms. We have the rooms that we build ourselves, and then we have the rooms uh, built by other integrators that we repair. Um, and that seems to be your job description. I, I've I've helped probably two or three departments in the last uh, couple of weeks uh, troubleshoot rooms built for them by by outside integrators. So, yeah, with with a little knowledge and a little common sense, uh, it's clearly the way to go. You're you're you, you are your own. You you've got your best interests in mind. You do. Whereas the integrator. You know, not to fault them, they're in business, but their bottom line is making money, not necessarily getting you the best system. Mm, At least it's right. not the top priority. And uh, if you are going to screw something up, generally you know in advance when you are screwing something up and what the problem is going to be. You don't, uh, it, it's not that, you know, day before classes turnover and, oh, by the way, we couldn't get that feature to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you if you're not doing your own stuff, you should be considering it. All right, Mr. Uh, Tillman. One thing yes. I did want to back up on, uh, and that was specifically funny enough, um, and once again, uh, shameless plug. Um, a friend of ours, Mario Maltese, is actually going to be teaching a class, literally entitled "Do Your Homework: How Much Did That Classroom Actually Cost You?" And literally, it's it's going to be a yeah. TCUP, and it's he's he's done that talk at Infocom before, and. I have paid very close attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's I, right. He, I, he helps you make the decision. So. Yeah, Mario's. I met him for the first time at, at Infocom this year, so uh, I'm actually going to be taking come up a couple of his classes. So, uh, Mr. Tomei, <clears throat> you, you are the you're the consultant on this panel. Mm -hmm. uh, you you have your work cut out for you, sir. Because you've got three uh, three uh, very very fine uh, qualified talented technology managers sitting here telling you that they don't need um, they don't need uh, integrators yeah so <laughs> why, why do they don't don't tell them the part where we wanted to throw them off the panel I didn't say that no. <laughs> I still get the finger on the eject button <laughs> I so um, yeah that's a tough one uh, first I'll say check out the pictures that Greg posts on LinkedIn uh, of his integrator installs uh, that'll show you. Those are always fun to see. Uh, that'll show you why he does his own installs. Uh, there are some real, some real doozies on there. Um, but uh, you mean the projector that hits the, the the ceiling fan? Yes, that was a <laughs> fun one. That was yeah, not mine. Exactly. No, but but uh, I will say that yeah, back when I was um, tech manager, having complete control over uh, installs was great. Being able to do it in house. Never really had the staff to do it properly, though. Um, we would kind of pick and choose our installs, like people were talking about here on the panel, and um, and then the larger jobs leave that up to integrators. I think the most important part is, um, and 
back to Greg, he can speak about this because of his recent blog posts about standards on campus. So if you are relying on integrators and consultants, um, establishing campus standards is key um, because you, you have to give up some control, but if you're able to hand them a, a lot of documentation as to what they should be doing um, as far as drawings go and um, wiring standards, that sort of thing, it's huge. Um, I think at the least, uh, people should look to do their own programming. Um, I feel like uh, you give up a lot of control when you start using various programmers on various jobs. Um, if you're doing the programming in-house, you can really create a nice standardized um, user experience room-to-room. Uh, -room. And um, if you have somebody else pulling cable and you know installing equipment, that's fine. That's that's where you probably need the manpower, but really getting somebody trained on programming on staff, sorry Tim, uh, is uh, <laughs> I think um, pretty important for schools. Um, working with a community college in central New York here that um, Tim is in the same boat that you were, real small budget, uh, but they're asked to um, uh, renovate a lot of rooms and uh, update rooms, so I'm really working with them to keep costs down uh, to establish standards and keep their costs down and um, programming has been really expensive for them and they have nobody on staff that can even do simple programming changes uh, in rooms you know if they swap out a projector or a blu-ray player uh, they have to call somebody in and um, so working with them to kinda look at those costs has been pretty big for them. Let, let me say, say a couple things first of all you, 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 you know I think that any any college that can, they have the the manpower and the staff with the acumen to learn programming should, for that yeah. very reason right there, right. Uh, that was actually yeah. our experience, and we had uh, my first six months on the job, we had to to switch out a projector. I got a thousand dollar bill. I'm not gonna throw the the integrator under the bus. The thousand dollar bill <laughs> to switch out a projector for programming, not for the labor, not for anything else. Yeah. They charged me $1,000 to change the projector. At I've the paid time, more than that. Really? Well, yes. at the time, I had no idea what it was, right? I had no idea, but I didn't know what they had to do. Mm. Now, it's one of those things where you go back, and it doesn't... Three-line code. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They, they, switched out a, they switched out a module, right? It yeah. took them five minutes. And they they already had the module written for that projector. For yes, absolutely. Or they downloaded it from Crestron's website. Or, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, here here again, have charged less per hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, here here again, know know what you're up against going in, and I think this is one of those areas where. You know, we, we used to have the debate about owning the code. I think fortunately most of us have come to our senses that, uh, you know, you pay the bill, you own the code, bottom line. Absolutely. If you, if you put that in, uh, even, not... I think even Crestron actually agreed with that one because we had it where uh, another integrator said, oh, no, we don't have to give you anything. on really, let's, let's go talk to Crestron. And Crestron knuckled down on him and said, no, you have to give him the code. Now, uh, Crestron's well, policy is they, they own the code. The modules, yeah, but the... But the yeah, the right, and we've kind we're kind of getting past that. Most people are not falling in that trap because they've heard it enough. But you know, here's another one along these lines: when you when you get the program written, get yourself written a little utility page in the back that lets you switch the model of projectors and have it already written, yeah. such that in the future, hey, here's our current program. Go in there and put in the module and link it to this utility page so that we can switch we, we can switch the program to talk with projector A or projector B and 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 approach it from a much more modular sense don't don't go to them with the oh I need you to fix this program it's like here's very, something very specific you're going to change you can shop that to a number of different companies and hell our yeah. first our first uh, uh, Crestron program didn't cost us a thousand dollars but again there's there's a fair amount of competition around here yeah uh, and that was the other thing is 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 if for without exception, and I'm going to say that the the, the main three, extra and Crestron and EMX, right? Um, they will send and they will educate higher ed folks for free. Now, depending yeah. on you know where you are and and where their their local office is, it, you know, free is relative, right? Uh, some of them will pay the entire bill, transportation, lodging, everything. Some of them will simply waive the cost of the class. 
check with your reps, you know, on, and it depends on who and, and where. But they will educate you for free, so you have that going for you as a technology yes. manager. And, um, and we have special points of contact. You know, this was, I'm, yes. I'm convinced one of the ways uh, Extron stole a whole lot of business away from Crestron. They were a good 10 years ahead of uh, Crestron getting a specific Point of, or in in Extron's case, a little group of people there in the in the uh, the mothership there in Anaheim. That mm -hmm. you know, if you were in higher ed, you talked to one of those. Same, hold on a second, let me finish. You you talked to one of those same two or three people every time you you called in. Whereas you know, it's it's just been in the last few years with the A plus reps that you know, if you deal with Crestron, yeah. you've had a real single point of contact, which is what you need if you're going to be a, a sophisticated. No, I was gonna say absolutely, and the, and the one thing I I still talk to my Extron uh, rep. He's not a rep anymore, and I'm not in higher anymore. But I still talk to him. So, yeah. uh, and 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 AMX is getting there, right? I mean, they at least in the Midwest. I don't, Ernie, I don't know if if you've ran into a couple of of uh, education reps for AMX. Not they were they, they were trying down that road, and, and I know that they've had some staffing issues in the last six six to nine months with that specific program, but I know that they're trying to do that very thing because they're probably looking at, 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 at Crestron and, and Extron and, and seeing the yeah. this, the uh, the success there. Yeah. All right. Uh, gentlemen, that's going to do it for uh, for this month. Thank you so much. Uh, with us has been Ernie Bailey uh, from a symposium, so thank you for taking your lunch hour to, to join us, sir. I'm glad to. I've enjoyed it. Uh, where well, can people find good, you? Good talk. Uh, people can find me on LinkedIn most of the time. LinkedIn. Also, Mr. Greg Brown from UCLA, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you, you can you can see my scandalous integration pictures on LinkedIn, and I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mike alluded to it. I just finished a four-part uh, four-part blog over at, uh, at Infocom All Voices on on classroom standards. A real uh, well, if you need a good nap, it's it's uh, good reading material. Well, no, and, and you you were part <laughs> of the good. you were yeah you were part of the standards group that 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 you know produced a couple of them. So that was cool stuff. That that and you seeing some banned from Infocom. <laughs> <laughs> not not as far as I know, but you know. Mm -hmm. He hasn't gotten that letter yet. Uh, also, Mr. Mike Tomei from Tomei AV. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. And where can uh, people find you? Well, my um, company website is Tomei AV. That's T-O-M-E-I-A-V.com. And uh, I'm always on LinkedIn, so people can find me there, too. All right, very good. And last but not least, our newbie, uh, Mr. Bill O'Donnell. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, if anything, you can always find me on Twitter at the original OD. I'm usually pretty quick about those responses, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So. Okay, very good. Uh, my name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me, but go by the website if you would, please. A whole lot of folks put a whole lot of work into our new website, avnation.tv, avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. A uh, brand new state of control coming out next week. Uh, and as always, every week, uh, AV Week, our weekly wrap-up of news and information. avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been it.